Hi, my name is Brett Linkletter, CEO and founder of Misfit Media, an organization that helps restaurant owners grow and scale their business through strategic online marketing practices. You're listening to our podcast, Restaurant Misfits, where we'll discuss all things related to restaurant marketing, management, and everything else in between growing a restaurant business. In this next episode, I interview one of our clients, Chris O'Sullivan, from a restaurant in Colorado called Brothers Barbecue on how he is not just surviving, but thriving through COVID-19. Without further ado, here we go. Hey everyone, it's Brett from Misfit Media, and I'm here with Chris O'Sullivan, the founder of Brothers Barbecue. Chris, how you doing? Great, man. How are you? Doing really well, doing really well. I know that it's just an insane time with us with COVID-19. It's basically uncharted waters for everyone. Uh, and, you know, from our phone call this morning, I, I know that you guys are not just surviving, but really thriving during this time. And uh, I was just so inspired by kind of what you guys have been up to, um, how you've been doing so well during this time. And I thought so many other restaurant owners who follow us, so many other clients of ours really benefit from this conversation today. And so uh, if you can, I, I'd love you kind of give a rundown of what you guys been up to, to not just stay afloat, but really do well during this time with COVID-19. No, I appreciate that. I think uh, first and foremost is what we wanted to make sure that that our employees were taken care of. So the, yeah. the, when this was coming down, and we could kind of see the writing on the wall where we saw Italy, Spain, France kind of going in that in that direction. We kind of knew that there weren't going to be large gatherings, that catering was definitely going to suffer. So we wanted to make sure that uh, we made some bold moves early. I think that was the key for us, was making sure that we can make those tough decisions early on so that we, just, we, we needed to make tough decisions quickly. And that's and so that's what we did. So we we have a catering commissary, and we shut that down because we knew that catering was going to go to zero. So we made sure that Got we it. could all of those employees into the restaurant. So a little background on Brothers Barbecue: we have five local restaurants around Denver Metro. We had a catering commissary, um, an airport location at DIA, and then another location with Kroger and King Supers at our Kroger Marketplace, where we have a yeah. full-service restaurant there. So the first to go was our catering commissary. Closed that down, moved everybody into uh, the store level, which was good. Our catering director was, um, is pregnant, and so she was about to take maternity leave, so that kind of worked out in that way. And then everybody else went into the, into the stores so we could absorb their salaries. And then we uh, closed the airport location because there was going to be no flights and we were smoking everything offsite at our commissary delivering there. So that location closed. And then we went from a full service just to a grab and go cold case down at the King Supers location. And yeah. so we made these decisions very quick. And so we knew where, where we needed to be. Then we cut all overtime hours and made sure that everyone that was in salary went into the store level and we reduced hours. And we, we basically made three different schedules at that time, um, looking at kind of sales of what they would be. And we almost said, and we jokingly made one that was like our doomsday schedule, which was like if everything got closed and we could only do takeout, what that would look like. And so we, we made that schedule. By that Monday, we made that over the weekend, over two, three weeks ago. And by that first Monday, when the governor shut down and the mayor shut down Denver's um, and Colorado's restaurants, yep. we basically had to go to that doomsday schedule. Got it. And so that was, and then my brother and I, as the, uh, we're 50% owners and kind of founders of the company, we forgo our, our salaries just to make sure that we could make 
the uh, payroll. So we had a payroll the middle of March. Actually, had three payrolls in March. Right, right, one right in the beginning, one in the middle, and then the seventh and the twenty seventh, which we just went through. So we wanted to make sure employees, first of all, were taken care of, and then we could operate under the new standards um, put out by the governor and the mayor. So once we realized we were good, fortunately and, and gratefully for our incredible employees that in the restaurant industry we've had, I mean, our district manager has been with us 15 years. We have multiple, multiple people that have been with us over 10 years. So we have a lot of people that have, have been with us for a long time that actually went through the 2008 and 2009 crisis, you know, the financial crisis. So yep. we've been behaving as a company like it's been 2008 and 2009 because we went in into that not as a strong, not in the position that we are today. So we got to a place where we wanted to operate on zero debt and making sure that we weren't kind of leverage in any way, just in case we didn't know what was going to happen next. Obviously, no one could have predicted this, but this is exactly the way why we behave fiscally for those many years is for today. Absolutely. So, so we're in a strong position financially to go through this, which was good. And then our concept, it's takeout, delivery, pickup. And so we were already doing all those things. We had relationships with DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, we co-brand with DoorDash. So we, um, our utensil packets, our bags, all our DoorDash and Brothers Barbecue and a co-branding. We did all of these things before. So we also did advertising with DoorDash and Grubhub where you, they take a percentage of the sales and we were able to offer free delivery in a lot of our areas. This is all before um, all this came down with COVID-19. And so yeah. we're in a good position. So if you were in our area and you turn on DoorDash or go on the app, usually if you're looking anywhere near Brother or Barbecue Brothers is always going to be the first thing up. So already we were in a good position with those companies doing that sort of thing. And Maybe. then we had relationships obviously with Misfit Media, which was huge because we were able to get the word out to our subscribers and to a lot of other people that yes, indeed we were open. And that was the main thing that we wanted to do right off the bat was to say, we're open, we can do takeout, pickup, delivery, um, curbside pickup, whatever you need, we can we can do that. So getting, getting the word out that we were open was number one. Got we also it. had relationships with radio stations, 103.5 The Fox here, and their number one morning show, Rick Lewis show with Kathy Lee. We were able to, we advertised with them Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and that's a yep. yearly thing. So we were able to bring some food down to them with a no contact delivery, let them know that we were open. So they got that on the airwaves. Also 104.3, the fan sports radio. We do a thing with them called the war room. So we were able to get the word out through them, 92.5 and then KOA. So we, we just, that was the main thing was getting the word out that we were open. Got it. At that Got point, it. once we, and then, so it went employees, making sure we could take care of them, making sure people knew we were open. And at that point it was running business and making sure we could get all of our food and, and supplies into brothers. Got so it. Yeah. So we did that. And then about a week and a half into this, we realized that we were doing, we were doing really well. And wow. so it's super grateful to be able to, turned the 50% of business that we were doing before into 100% of our business and some of our locations in the Denver area because of the density are actually doing better year over year from last year. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. 
Yeah, and I think I think I, I, I love that story. I love what you guys have been doing. It sounds like obviously a lot of preparation came to this. It sounds like obviously the, the experience you guys had in 2008, 2009 really prepped you guys for this to be aware of something that happened again, which is huge. Obviously, I know a lot of the restaurant owners went through that recession as well. And so they know what it's like uh, and, and they know what, what, you know, what could happen again. Obviously, right. with COVID-19, it's been a totally crazy situation, like a recession, but but almost worse because you can't even go outside and oftentimes, right? It's and so, more, I mean, even through the financial, uh, you know, whatever recession that we, that we had, you're still allowed to be open. Yeah. You know, we were still allowed. So you could think of different ways. We created a a rib night, you know, for dollar ribs and, and fun around that because people still wanted to go out and you had to look at value for money, but your your ability to operate wasn't taken away. Totally. I mean, if you're looking at a, a large bar downtown with the St. Paddy's Day, a big Irish bar that seats 700 people, you know, you're dead in the water. There's not, you can't do enough takeout to compensate for that or sports bars or fine dining. So once again, we were we were just lucky to be in the position that we were in, and that Absolutely. and that's what led us to where we are now. So about a week and a half in, we realized that sales were going well, much better than I expected, which was great. We were able to bring more people back at their full hours, and and so bring a lot more people back, and then also the people that didn't feel comfortable working there. That was, that was fine too. They could take their two weeks or, or whatever they wanted to do. But we wanted to make sure that all the restaurants were a safe environment. So we had these big four foot circles made where, where people can stand. We didn't want to just put up caution tape or duct tape. We wanted to put thought and effort into. So if you look at Brothers Barbecue on Instagram, you can see the pictures that we, we had put these like, they're right on the ground. It says, please stand here with our logo. And they're, they're, there's big stickers that are meant for the ground. Got it. And it wakes people up because obviously we didn't want news blaring and things like that when you come in. So we still have the sports on the TV, old sports now, and you know blues playing and things like that. So you're taken out of it. You're taken out of the whole day to day. But at the same time, people are still walking straight up to the counter within like yeah. three or four feet of people. So we wanted to put some tables in front. We split the restaurants. We took off the not allowed to use the bathrooms, and then nice big circles where people could stand. So we had at least ten feet in between our employees and our customers. Wow. So safety was first, but we wanted to have the safety aspect of it, something that we thought about and that you could you could see that we thought about and put money and effort into 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 that kind of, uh, into that safety. So Absolutely. not only, so our employees felt good, our customers felt good by seeing that, they kind of wake up without it being rude and then they realize, okay, yeah, you know, keep your distance and social distancing and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, so so obviously in this situation, you, you want to make sure you have your employees back, make sure they're safe, make sure they're still getting paid. Uh, I love that you guys cut down the things that you thought obviously weren't going to be happening, like catering, right? Saving your costs there, but reallocating those employees' efforts into another way, which is in-store. So right. being more strategic with those employees. Uh, and then obviously, I love the aspect of, of converting the, the full-service restaurants to strictly grab-and-goes, obviously, cutting costs there again, and yeah. really allocating towards the efforts that you guys are currently doing. Um, can you speak to us a little bit more, Chris, also about like, I know you mentioned on our phone call earlier about what you guys were doing for the local community um, as far as the catering towards that, that crowd, which was so amazing that you guys did. And that, you know, so what we looked at at that point, once we were able to take care of our employees, take care of the safety, um, 
mentally, physically, and then also monetarily, we said, what can we do now? Because we are in a, a fortunate position now we can give back to the community. And what does that look like? So we partnered with 1035 The Fox again, Kathy Lee and the Rick Lewis Show with Rick Lewis. And we said for the next three weeks, Monday through Friday, every single day for lunch, we'll go to a different frontline uh, medical facility or anyone else that's on the front lines and we're going to cater their lunch. And so we'll take care of that. And that's donating from brothers to the community. So the first one we did was Monday. We went to the medical center of Aurora emergency department. We dropped yep. off 35 bagged lunches for them. And once again, on our Instagram and Facebook, you can see those. We got the pictures with all the staff in medical masks and goggles and things like that and their gowns you know with brothers barbecue our second one today was at swedish hospital in the covid unit there that was for 25 people tomorrow night we're going to rose hospital the maternity ward because you can think about all the the expected mothers that are still having babies right now and the people that yeah. are working there and visitors and dads that want to come in and and just all the kind of anxiousness that that brings around so we're catering that for tomorrow evening for the night shift so we're going to continue to do this for as long as it takes um until this until things get lifted that yeah. people can't really their cafeterias are, sh are shut down at the hospitals so they're working long shifts obviously and we want to just give a little bit back while we can for the community and I That's think amazing. being in this position now and being able to take care of our employees, I think, I think Mark Cuban said, it. he said, your company is going to be looked at on how you behave now, how you take care of your employees, how you take care of your community. And if you're in the position to do that, we have to be able to do that. And we are doing well. Obviously, we're going to be down from last year and not even close to the numbers that we did a year ago when this whole thing is said and done but we do have an opportunity to be able to help and that's i think it's our duty to be able to do that and that's what we're doing yeah and that and that is so respectable i mean chris that when i when i heard that i was just i was so taken back because i've i've heard about probably every single shred you can imagine during this time but you were the first person i spoke to personally that that said you know what we're actually giving back right now we're giving it to those who really need it right now which is the, you know those in the hospitals and staff helping those people that are actually like you know in a bad place and that's and that's right. amazing um, that's also, like you said, I think something that um, customers in your local community, when they see that, when they recognize that, they're going to remember that for the next 10 years. And right. I, the moment we climb out of this mess that we're all in, they're going to be rushing to your guys' restaurants. They're going to remember who was there to help when people needed it. And it was you guys. And, and that's fantastic. Um, that is so, so cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's great. And it, it makes our employees feel good. It uh, obviously makes, it helps the uh, community. and. And it, it, you know, it just, it feels good to be able to do it. And I think if it inspires other people to be able to, because at first, uh, you know, I'm the same as everybody else. You feel like, oh my God, are we going to make it through? Is it, you know, financially, how is this going to look? And you want to make sure that you're solid because uh, one day it will end and you want to be able to open up on the other side yeah. and be in a strong position. But once we were in the middle of it and realized, okay, no, we're going to be all right. We're going to get through this and we're doing well. Now it's time to give. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think also in this time, what you, what you got to think about everyone who's a lot of restaurants that we work with um, or are, are looking to work with, right? They haven't even tried delivery before. So I think for a lot of people, it's a, it's a foreign concept to them. Yeah. Obviously for you guys, you were very familiar with it. Do you have any specific tips or tricks uh, as far as, I know we talked about getting the word out, 
but it sounds like obviously you guys like using DoorDash, uh, you guys like using Grubhub. Um, any any tips or tricks that you recommend for um, for delivery? Any kind of changes in your process at all by any means or? Making it as safe as possible. So we went to individual meals. If you think about barbecue, say if you're ordering for 50 people, you would get a big pan of pulled pork and you know one pair of tongs, plates and buns and everyone's using that same thing. So we went to an individual bag lunch system or three compartment sealed system so that even if you are ordering for 50 people, it's put together with masks and gloves and and then you get it and it's your own. So you're not sharing it with anybody else. All of the utensils are in an individually wrapped package. So safety I think is key. Yeah. Uh, some of the, I'm not in fine dining, but I know some of the other places around town here like Barola Grill and, and some other really cool places are doing like a limited menu. So they're taking obviously fine dining and they're packaging, packaging it. So they're, they're making it for a family of four or six and maybe they can make three yep. or four different packages but simplify the menu yeah because that's going to be another problem is what we're finding now is that we're with shamrock foods and they've got i think company-wide maybe a, over a hundred million dollars of inventory just sitting there yeah and so they're they're bursting at the seams because all these restaurants that were ordering this food no longer could no longer can order it especially if you're looking at when they close the mountains when I mean, they literally close the mountains Vale, aspen all the ski resorts and so yeah. that's a ghost town so you have shamrock food so so they don't have any po's or any trucks bringing in products so we're realizing some of our pri priority products like our ribs that we spec and our hot links that may, are made specifically for us um, our french fries and things that people are used to they're trying to say, hey, we got to sub this in, but we're, we're finding ways to make sure that we continue to talk with our, uh, the people that do our ribs and our companies and talk directly to them. So if I don't have to go through Shamrock or I can go through somewhere else. So there's a business side of this. Yep. And at first, it's difficult when you see all the people that are suffering from this and my friends in the restaurant industry and people that we know, you feel bad almost kind of going back into business mode but you really have to do that in this situation once you realize, okay, we are having customers. Our customers deserve the best from Brothers Barbecue. They deserve what they're, they're, they're used to getting at Brothers. And now we're also gonna have an influx of a lot of new people coming to Brothers Barbecue because they, you know, there's not a lot of options and a lot of people are closed. So you might get first time customers. And just in a business sense, with first time customers, you gotta be able to wow every single one of them. And yep. so you can't be using a rib that's not your spec and, and it's skinny and it doesn't have a lot of meat on it and, and you're serving it, but you get it at a great discounted price. That's not what we're going for here. I'd rather, we have to make sure that the quality, the customer service and everything that we do on a day-to-day -day basis that makes us, uh, makes us successful has to continue. And so your brand image and even your ethos has to continue to be the same through this, which is difficult. Yep because it doesn't feel like a time where you should be in a business mode. Yeah. But if you're in business, you have to be there. Once you realize, once you've taken care of all the necessary steps to make sure that your people are safe. Absolutely. And I love what you said about doing the, the, the family packs. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. I mean, you have so many families with, you know, families of four or five or six maybe, right? And right. they're all at home, they're all together. Uh, they are, you have the mothers and fathers trying to feed their families. 
Right. I mean, if they're doing delivery, that's a huge opportunity, not just to, to help that family, but also for you guys, it, it's a better system to drive that check value up, right? Obviously. Yep. Um, and, and, and I absolutely love that. I mean, I'll tell you from personal experience, I mean, I've, I've been working for mom for the last week and, and I'm getting pretty sick of my own meals. So I'm looking <laughs> yeah. So um, other thing to mention too, which is also like a, a silver lining in this situation is like you said, a, a lot of restaurants have closed down completely. Um, you know, it's a totally polarized market right now. Some people are, have said, you know what, uh, we're gonna totally shut down. Uh, we're gonna try to wait out this storm until it passes uh, and they're shutting down. And then some have said, you know what, this isn't uh, the most ideal situation, but like yourself, how can we find a silver lining? What can we do to take advantage of the situation and, and do really well and help the community? Right. And, and then you're thriving. Um, right. So cool thing about that too is to mention is, is, is as you know, we're, we're gonna get the word out for you guys about this new brand awareness, uh, promoting that what you guys are doing, what you're offering, the, the great you've done for the community, which is so amazing that we can't wait to spread the word on. Um, the cost to advertise right now has also gone down quite a bit because there's less people advertising. You know, right. it, it's, it's the supply and demand. It, as ads work off a bidding system. If there's less people advertising, the cost to reach these customers goes down. So you guys are in a fantastic place. Um, I, I love what you guys been up to. Um, I love your energy behind this, Chris. I mean, it's it's so motivating, it's so inspiring. I think so many restaurants, if they were to take some aspects of what you're doing and apply it to the business, would do, would do incredible. And I think it's gonna help them a lot. So right. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I appreciate that. And, and it's it feels easy to me because of the employees that we have. I mean, everybody yep. went there. I mean, it was just incredible. They. I was proud of this team when we were hitting record numbers, you know, just months ago, and and I never thought I could be more proud. But I'm more proud of them now through a crisis than I, I could ever imagine because they all came together. We're on a, a text feed together. Hey, you guys have a? I need a tray of cornbread. Yeah, no problem. My brother's driving the airport delivery van, which is a refrigerated van. He's delivering chickens to different places. Our you know de- district manager. He's used to going around making sure everyone's taken care of. He's working at one store sometimes, full shifts. I mean, these GMs up their, their hours. We like to have a, a balanced work and, and play life. And we only, our GMs only work about 40, we try to have them work about 45 hours a week versus the old school kind of 60, 70 hours a week, a week in restaurants. We've never, I don't really believe in that. We want to have a good balance, but they've upped their hours and everyone has just come together in a way that I'm just standing back and just watching this. And I'm yeah. in awe of our team and what they've been able to do. That is, that is incredible. Well, props to you guys for, for doing so well. And props to you, Chris, for being such an awesome leader through this. Um, Chris, if there's any restaurants that see this video uh, and just want to take a look at your social pages, I know you refer to your Instagram and Facebook a few times, even your website, uh, what, what will be the links for them to check out if they wanted to check it out after the video? So if they just put in uh, Brothers Barbecue, and let's see, I think it's, uh, I'll check on uh, Instagram. I don't even run that stuff. So the Brothers Barbecue on uh, Instagram is brothers.bbq. And then everything's on there. You can go to our website, Facebook. Perfect barbecue in denver but yeah everything is on there and uh awesome very very cool so brothers out barbecue instagram guys if you want to check that out i'll put the link below on this video also so you guys can see uh and then chris any any other final words or thoughts that you want to share uh with our community no i just i appreciate um your help through this and and to be able to i'm so happy that we actually had to put our relationship together before this went down so that we were in a position to be able to reach a lot of people and you were yeah. a huge help in that first week letting people know that we were open so i appreciate you and all the other partners that we have in advertising 
And a lot of, when times get tough, I think advertising is always the first to go. And we've always been a company that says, stick with the advertising, let's find other ways because we want to continue to let people know that we're open or whatever we're doing. And so advertising, I think is key in having relationships and building relationships and not something that's one off or a couple radio ads or one print ad every, you know, six months and then not doing it. Anything I think, and as you know, being in this business, anything worthwhile is going to be something that you do consistently build uh, relationships with those people. And so that the people that you're working with can understand your brand as well as you can. And so then you have that relationship that really works. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I was once told when I first got into marketing, uh, cutting the cost of marketing is like stopping a clock to save time. Uh, right. It doesn't really make sense, <laughs> especially in <laughs> the <this> situation. <laughs> so I, I absolutely love that. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for sharing. Um, and, um, you know, wish you guys the best. You guys are absolutely thriving. You're crushing it. Uh, and looking forward to continuing this campaign for you guys. Uh, we'll make it through this and we'll, we'll make it, you know, even better than before. So really excited to get through this and, uh, Thank you so much. Soon. Alrighty. Okay. See ya. Bye.